Welcome to the Energia podcast. My name is Stephanie Lianos and I'm a light worker, an energy healer and a soul mentor. My intention with this podcast is to show you all how to access the infinite potential within you by exploring the practices, modalities and habits that transcend you beyond the limitation of the human experience. By tapping into the multidimensional aspects of our existence, we are given the opportunity to co-create a life of magic, freedom and joy, a life beyond our wildest dreams. On this podcast, I will be sharing with you the tools to connect you with your higher self, your soul and the divine guidance that exists within the spiritual realm. I want to give you the codes that allow you to heal your life from the inside out, access the wisdom that lies deep within your soul and to align your energetic frequency with whatever it is you desire in this lifetime. This podcast is a portal into the deepest corners of the subconscious, into the layers beneath the logical mind. I want to empower you to master your subconscious ecosystem so you can live in a constant state of magnetism. There is so much more to this world than what meets the human eye. And it is my mission in this incarnation to show you that you are beyond human. You are light. You are energy. You are infinite. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Energia podcast. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are having a high vibrational day that is full of magic. I am so excited to bring today's episode to you all. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to incredible human, energy healer, spirit channel, Akashic Records reader, Kiara Nala. I connected with Kiara in January of this year as I came across one of her free healing and activations, and I immediately felt like I needed to be in her energy. It was like this really beautiful resonance and You will hear in the podcast why exactly I felt like that. It's super, super special what has come out of my um, connection with her. I have recently finished up a five-month program called Divine Feminine Rising, and this was Kiara's program. Kiara channeled this program from the incredibly powerful, potent energy that is Goddess Isis. And it is a incredible healing and activation journey for women who are ready to heal their blocks and limitations, step into their gifts and really honor their divine feminine expression. And I've mentioned this on the last podcast episode, but this program seriously changed my life and meeting Kiara has been a pivotal part of my journey and my work and activating my gifts. So I could not not have Kiara on the podcast. And in today's conversation, we're talking about all things, soul gifts, channeling, psychic abilities, and really getting into the divine feminine and what it actually means to heal the divine feminine and step into the incredible power that resides within all women, which is that divine feminine archetype. With that all being said, I just want to jump straight into the episode today because it is such a good one. It is definitely one of my favorite conversations to date. So I hope that you guys enjoy. I hope that you take something from it. And I hope for all the women out there who are listening, this sparks this deep remembrance in you that you have a power within you that is so beautiful and so unique and so divinely orchestrated 
to place you in alignment with the life that you desire. And this is your invitation to tap in, go deep and unlock that divine feminine energy that lives within you. Hi, Kiara. Welcome to the space. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your podcast and to yeah, yeah talk about topics today. So much of you and your essence and you and your work has changed my life significantly. And from a, probably about March, I was like, I need to have Kiara on the podcast because I need to tell her all of this information. So I just wanted to say thank you for being you and thank you for shining your light because I don't, I don't know what I would actually be doing right now if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, that really makes me so happy to hear. And it's really been an honor to yeah, have you in this program with your energy. Um, so yeah, thank you as well for being there and for walking this path with all of us. My pleasure. So I'll get you to introduce yourself first up. So just saying, you know, where you're from, what you do with your work, and most specifically, like, what are your soul gifts and what really lights you up with the work that you do? Yeah, so... I'm a psychic channel healer um, and Akashic Records reader. Um, yeah, and I discovered this work um, around like three years ago. Um, and yeah, from that time, I feel like my soul gifts have slowly started to come online. Um, and one of them is definitely channeling. Like this is what kind of got me into this work when I realized that um, yeah channeling came quite easily for me um and my psychic abilities open up quite easily um and then on that journey I also discovered that I'm a healer so these gifts also just came through very naturally so yeah they just basically started showing up in my Akashic record readings and I realized oh I can actually do this and it feels very natural yes <laughs> um, that's amazing so, uh, yeah. it's interesting that you were channeling before you were healing like were you working in like some sort of healing space or were you just working in like you know a normal job doing normal things and you were like I can channel <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so I was studying at that time. Um, so I did a bachelor's and a master's degree in like international development, uh, which is basically, yeah, like economics and um, so like, weird yeah, to think that now that I know you. Science <laughs> and all of that. Um, I mean, and I always knew that it's not the thing that really lights me up. But at the same time, for a really long time, I also didn't know what else to do. Um, and I feel like I kind of, yeah, slowly started opening up more to yeah, this whole world of spirit and energy when um, I went to India and did like a yoga teacher training. Um, and then I started like meeting people who were doing things like energy healing and channeling and all of that. And I found it so interesting, but at the same time, I didn't think I would be ever able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think I had an Akashic record reading because I was super interested in like all of that. Um, and after that reading, I was like, okay, I want to do this as well. I want to know how that works. Um, and then I just bought a book on the Akashic records. Um, 
and started yeah practicing basically and it came very naturally and that was like my entryway into mm. that whole space but before that yeah I wasn't really into anything like that at all um so I didn't grow up spiritual at all um I didn't even believe in like past lifetimes so I was very like okay this was very new for me yeah, but then yeah, it yeah. went very quickly like once I was introduced into that um so yeah <laughs> I love that you went straight to the Akashic Records it's like <laughs> oh yeah I'm not into spirituality boom Akashic Records readings where it's like all of the things at once <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a very, yeah, it went quickly. Like from that point, it was just like, okay, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah, I really resonate <laughs> with that as well. And you were saying that you just were able to tap into being able to heal. Tell me about that because that is that also happened with me as well and I'll share in a moment, but I would love to hear from someone else who has been through that experience because it's very hard to explain, oh, I just I just started healing. I don't even know, like, you know, where it came from. No, that's true. Um, so for me, I remember that um, I was, when I was doing Akashic Record readings, um, at that time, there was like, yeah, several readings where the guides of the women that I was reading for said, um, she needs womb healing. Um, and I would usually like tell the person and tell them, yeah, like it would be beneficial to do, to go to a healer, to do womb healing. And then at some point my guide started saying, no, but you can do it now <laughs> in the session. And I was like, okay, but how? <laughs> and then it just like started to, I just knew, like it was just something, yeah. In the beginning I was like, okay, am I like doing this right? But yes. yeah, oh like they God. really showed I... me like how to, how to do that basically. And so I just started like doing that and did like, yeah, short womb healings and like they messaged me afterwards and they were like, oh my God, like so much has changed, so much has opened. I feel so much lighter. And I was like, okay, so maybe I can. Yeah, I'm not that. making this up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was like how it started, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you're predominantly clairvoyant. So your main psychic sense is through seeing. So would you actually, would your guides show you like how to move your hands and um, I guess kind of guiding you through that process in a way? Yeah, so I think for me, it's a combination of clairvoyance and claircognizance. Mm, so it's mm -hmm. always, um, I see, yeah, it's interesting. I see the energies that are there and that need to be cleared. And then at the same time, I know how to do it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't really show me how to do it, but I just kind of dropped it, basically. And then they show me, yeah, the womb space, for example, and then... I know like intuitively what to do like with my hands and how to yeah. Yeah, shift the energy basically. Yes. So yeah, it always sounds so weird because you're like, yeah, I just know how to do it. But <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay. Well, wait, wait till you hear this story, which I haven't shared on the podcast before, but so in January, you did the divine feminine codes and someone that I follow on Instagram just like shared it on their page. And immediately I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. And I think you can probably resonate as a healer. It takes a lot for you to feel drawn to a new medicine or a new person. And I was like, oh, okay, who is this girl? Anyway, so I signed up for the Divine Feminine Codes and um, the time zone wasn't right for me, obviously, because you're in Germany. So I waited a little bit, maybe it was like a week later. And 
we went into the session and you started doing your healing and your light language. And previous to that, I'd never spoken light language. I healed using a, a technique called kinesiology, which is like a lot of muscle testing, acupressure points, tapping. It was definitely like not how I heal now. And as soon as you started speaking light language and as soon as you started moving your hands, it's like this thing went off in my head and I was like, I know how to do that. And I was like, what? Like, this is so wow. different to anything that I've learned, learned before or done before. But I just knew that that was what I was meant to do and how I was meant to heal. But I had no idea where to begin. I tried wow. to speak light language, but like it came out sounding so fucked up. Like it was so, <laughs> it's so cringe. I listened back to the voice recordings and I'm like, what was that? But it was just this inner knowing. So one day you posted on your Instagram that you did channeling spirit Academy with Athena. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, boom, I need to sign up for that. And then we got to the part where we were, where we were channeling crystals And someone once gave me a Lumerian seed crystal that I thought was a clear quartz crystal. And I was like, this isn't a clear quartz, but it's really special. So I'll hold on to it. So for our like practice, I like grabbed this crystal and I was like, I'll just start channeling it. And I tapped into the crystal and the higher self of the crystal was like, we're the Lumerian council of light and you're a Lumerian star seed. And this is the healing technology that you're using kiara showed you what it can look like but that's what you need to do and i was like and i'm clear audience so this is in my own voice and i'm thinking am i am i legitimately crazy because this makes zero sense and they were like you have to keep practicing light language and you have to start using this healing technique in your sessions and so i have such beautiful open clients who were so used to me doing one thing and then i'm you know just doing it intuitively with my hands but after every session i would think i just don't know if like this is a real thing but <laughs> over time it has become a real thing and it really strengthened through our container together but it just came literally out of nowhere and but it's this resonance that like i have been doing this for so many lifetimes that it just makes sense that clear cognizance and i always find it so hard to explain to people but you know now we have two people in the one space who experience this and i just want to share that it's like so possible because i know so many people think that developing these gifts can be quite difficult but it can be as simple as you know that inner knowing yeah 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 that's so true it's like really the hardest gift to explain I think and also for like people who are just getting into that I feel like it's the hardest one to trust as well because it feels so much like your own thoughts basically like it's just there um and it just feels like yeah I know that but yeah then when your mind comes in you're like yeah but how do you know that like (laughs) Where is that coming from? Are you making that up? So, yeah, but it's a very interesting uh, gift. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so crazy. So that's when at the beginning when I was like, you literally changed my life. Just like, it was like, as soon as we did that first call, I'm like, okay, firstly, what is this girl doing? And secondly, why do I know how to do that? That's amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, that's so interesting to hear um, that, yeah, you just observed it once and then your soul remembered, basically. My soul remembered, Uh, yes. Mm, Yes, I love thinking of it that that. way. 
Yeah, I have never shared that before. I shared it with one client the other day when they're like, how did you learn to do this healing? I'm like, yeah, I channeled it from a crystal. So yeah, <laughs> that's how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay, so you kind of already spoke to what you were doing before this work. But what I want to know is with your channel, like over time, like how has it strengthened? How has it opened? I think sometimes people can think that once you have an open channel, like it's like boom and it's open, but they do really expand and grow over time. So I'd love to hear from you kind of like where it began to what, uh, how it's grown, like how much your channel has opened now. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely keeps changing like all the time, I feel. And in the beginning, for me, it felt like I really need to like prepare myself and then kind of reach upwards, basically. So kind of really mm. connect upwards to um, receive something. So it really felt like something a little bit outside of me, basically. And then it started to, yeah, like obviously become a lot clearer and a lot more like subtle information started coming through. And now it's more like it's in me almost like I feel I don't need to like reach outside, but it's rather like I just, yeah, connect to my channel and then it just starts flowing through basically. Um, but yeah, it definitely keeps changing. And I feel like especially with the ISIS work, it's really expanded and opened a lot more as well. Um, yeah to the point that I can basically tap in at any time without even really preparing or like spending a lot of time to um, yeah prepare myself for that work so yeah and also my gifts my psychic abilities all of that just keeps like strengthening and I was like in the beginning I could only see like colors and it was very like blurry and like some pictures but very blurred mm. and now it's like sometimes it's super clear like detailed things I can see basically yes. um, and with the knowing it's also yeah with the claircognizance it's also like in the beginning it was like yeah like the broader things um, and now it's like to the point details basically so I feel like it's definitely yeah evolving all the time yeah yeah clear cognizance is a really interesting one I feel because it's the one that requires the most trust like I'll have the clear audience but I'm super clear cognizant and it's taken me definitely a while to trust that you just know like it's just an inner yeah. knowing yeah and a lot of people when especially clients like they're learning to open their channel and they're like I just know things but my channel isn't open I'm like no that that is your psychic channel being yeah. open. like clear cognizance is so potent and so strong when it's fully activated and often quite overlooked I reckon yeah no for sure like 100% and I see that with my clients as well um yeah I feel like we tend to want to have like some kind of proof so like seeing something or hearing something that's not just us knowing basically um, but it's such a powerful gift and I feel like it's one when people have that and that's their dominant gift like there are people who think that they can't channel because yes. it's so like natural to them and oftentimes it's something they've had for years or like forever um, so it's definitely the hardest one to trust for sure. And it was for me in the beginning as well, because I was like, yeah, but if I could see it, then I would trust it. Or if <laughs> yeah. I could like 
it's like yeah it's hard but at some point you just learn to yeah trust everything that comes through in that process but for sure it's yeah it's, it's a tricky easy. run okay so we just finished up our five-month container divine feminine rising divine feminine rising i want to make sure i get the word out fully properly <laughs> and still talking about gifts here my psychic abilities went from being very subtle to being completely on totally intuitive healing completely changed my whole business like literally flipped my business on its head and it just speaks to the power of the feminine at its deepest level and i think that on instagram and like on social media and like casual conversation the conversation around the feminine is very like practice led like get into your feminine by doing this thing which in turn is actually kind of masculine you know and even though i've been in this world like the spiritual world for a while my understanding of the feminine was very surface level and it wasn't until we entered this container that i actually began to change the way i look at the feminine from being an aspect that i need to achieve to actually being my Mm. inner power and through activating that inner power everything else comes into place and i didn't expect my psychic abilities to grow like they did in the um container but it's fucking wild how it's all happened and I'm so (laughs) grateful but what I would love to know is tell me about how your own personal journey changed when you began healing your own feminine energy and especially like with your business how did that grow and shift as well yeah that's a very good point um because I feel that's so important like because in the beginning um also with my psychic abilities I think they could grow to a certain extent um, because I was very used to being in my masculine. Like that was my default, basically. Me too, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everything I was doing basically was coming from the masculine. And then when I started channeling, I think that was what kind of, yeah, led me to also working more with my inner feminine and to start looking at that and healing that because... I feel like you can only go so far when you when you're not used to being in your feminine because all of this work essentially like the channeling the like receiving um, receiving information working with your psychic abilities it's very feminine because you need to be able to surrender and be open to receive and be open to yeah let things come to you without trying to control them or make Mm. sense of them or structure them in any way um so yeah as soon as I got into that I think it definitely impacted um my psychic abilities and my healing abilities for sure because I was able to yeah surrender to that so much more and be so much more in tune with myself and my body um And in terms of my business, it definitely impacted that as well, because the moment you get more into your feminine, you're so much more open to, yeah, receiving and to let yourself be guided intuitively and to just trust that whatever is coming through you is like the right way to move forward. Um, And I think it also opens you up to so much more abundance because you're literally in that like trusting the universe basically Mm -hmm. um 
and not like yeah in this okay what do I need to do next how do I do this and like constantly trying to achieve something that your mind thinks um, you have to so yeah it's been profound for like both my abilities and my business and everything else as well <laughs> yeah yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's such yeah. an important point what you said before about the ability to receive information because I think that when we're predominantly as women stuck in our masculine way and like no shade on the masculine like we love the divine masculine it allows us to create the foundation for all of this work but we are constantly looking for the next answer rather than saying i'm going to allow it to come to me and that was the biggest difference i feel that i have experienced is i used to think that like i ran my business but now i feel like mm. I receive my business and if i'm not receiving there's nothing i need to do until i feel like i need to open the space to receive again yeah for sure like that's definitely it's such a different way to like run your business because you know that things will come at the right time and everything will come to you um the moment it needs to to come and like this feeling of okay i need to push or i need to like make things happen now um that just kind of falls away um which doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything anymore obviously like the masculine part is still very important but it's just a different way of like receiving it and going about everything yeah we do in our business I guess yeah I feel like it makes the masculine work more efficiently because rather than yeah. just like throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks pretty much it's like the masculine is acting off information that has been received so it's it's succinct it's efficient yeah. it's more like okay this is actually what I need to do because I know I know this information came through to me yeah for sure like it's not this like let's just try and yeah exactly like you're saying let's just try and see what works but rather like you receive it and you already know it's the right thing to do and then you can take action because it's like it's coming from a place of yeah like trust and this is what I what I need to do and then yeah it makes everything so much more easy because yeah you know the direction you know it's like right to to move into that and then the inner masculine can come forward and be okay let's do this and let's yeah yeah let's so, get it done yeah 100 yeah <laughs> i think back to when i first um like downloaded the lumerian codes for healing i had we were probably maybe a month into the program um maybe two months and i still hadn't done enough healing on my feminine to fully trust in that to come through and I was running sessions doing both of my healing techniques I was like you know doing so much because it's like oh I need to do my other stuff to make sure that this healing technique actually works and it was really interesting as the container went through how that old way of healing just started dropping off and dropping off and I was able to channel through a group program and all of these things that would literally not have existed because my human mind in this lifetime would not like it just it would not have been able to dream up the programs and the offerings yeah. that I have that I have been able to put out yeah yeah that makes sense um I also feel that with I think I also wouldn't have been able to channel programs if I hadn't worked on my inner feminine before and like healed certain parts of it because yeah if you 
don't have that access basically you just don't trust it like you feel like you need to like go about it with like your rational mind and make it make sense basically uh, which it often doesn't um, so yeah there needs to be this like trust that this is exactly how it needs to be and when you're trusting your feminine enough then you can do that but otherwise yeah I feel like it's hard to yeah to tap into that at all yeah I remember when we first when I first signed up for divine feminine rising I was like how the hell did she channel a whole program like how does that even work and then like two months down the track I'm like oh cool yeah all right yeah, yeah that's amazing <laughs> so I really want to start talking about divine feminine rising now because I'm obsessed with it I have told everyone and I want everyone who listens to this podcast to sign up even though you don't have enough capacity for everyone but <laughs> you know whoever gets in and let's start let's start with goddess Isis because she is such a powerful energy yeah. and since we've been working working together she has she's in my everyday life she's in my sessions which is so beautiful but I want to know how did you begin your journey with her and how did you get to channeling an entire five-month container from her mm-hmm. <laughs> my journey with her started actually like at the same time my healing abilities started to open so she was actually the one coming through in a lot of Akashic record readings um, Mm. and like talking to me about yeah that um, the person I was reading for needs to heal their feminine needs to heal their womb space like often that was goddess Isis who came through so I think yeah the first time I was connecting with her was in an Akashic record reading for a client Um, and yeah she just kept like coming through all the time basically <laughs> yeah and just supporting <laughs> me with like my healings and channelings um and then at some point um i saw that um athena as well was offering the isis car container yes um, i saw it looks so amazing yeah and that was um yeah that was also something I didn't know why I would need to do that or like what exactly because there was nothing like logical that really like drew me in but I just knew like deep inside of me that this is what I need to do Um, and because I had had a relationship with Isis before I felt like okay maybe there's something there for me and then um, yeah I went through that container and also learned about like the car um, and everything that we do there Um, yeah and that really strengthened my relationship with her as well and I think it also yeah really supported me in working with her that deeply that I can channel an entire program from her Um, so it was just like I think just one day I've really felt that something needs to come through so I kind of sat down called in my guides and Isis came forward and she was like yeah I have this program for you um and I want you to channel it and I was like okay (laughs) and then yeah I think we went through like a series of like activations and preparations first Mm. and then at some point she was like yeah you're ready to channel it now and then she was like giving me a lot of the information um what it's going to be about who it's for um and then yeah I slowly started to get like more details and yeah how to structure it um yeah so 
it like one day it was just there and I was like okay <laughs> yeah 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 and did you channel it all in one go or did it take like a couple of weeks or a couple of months I think it took um a few weeks like maybe two or three weeks until it was fully there um but yeah I feel like the outline and like what it's about was definitely there in like a day maybe mm-hmm. so that came through quite quickly but then how exactly it's gonna look and what's gonna be included like that took a bit more time um to yeah fully get the details basically and I did that in like several separate sessions basically um but yeah the outline came through quite yeah quickly yeah and it's a big program like my program is four months and like that's a lot of sessions but you know a five-month program which had so much depth and so many processes, like it just really shows how powerful we are when we can go beyond our human mind. Because like some of the things that we were doing in that container, like you, you just you just wouldn't think it. It's just like yeah. not a thing, you know? <laughs> and the, the depth of it and the richness of like every single aspect of the feminine from the ancestral work to, you know, womb work to our past life work. I just feel like when people look at healing the feminine, it's very this lifetime, do these practices, do less, receive more, like, you know, dance. And it's like, no, I feel like that is like 5% of healing the feminine and the ancestral stuff for me, like mm-hmm. that, that has been the deepest, the deepest healing, because when you actually sit down and think about it for many of us women, no one in the, in the like ancestral line as a woman has really gone after their dreams, stepped into yeah. their soul gifts, stepped into the um, position of like financial provider. So of course, when women try and go out in the world and like, you know, live their best life pretty much and you step into their power, it's like these ancestral cords, like pulling, pulling, pulling them back. And yeah, for me, the healing of the ancestral work has been like just so phenomenal yeah yeah for sure like I think that's actually one of the most important aspects um, because we're all connected to our female ancestors and like we all have them and yeah for the majority of us like you're saying they weren't in a position where they could actually go after their dreams or even express themselves fully or they mostly didn't even have the chance to tap into their feminine because other things were much more important and so many of them yeah were raised being a lot more in their masculine um, for many different reasons and of course there also was a lot of suppression and a lot of like yeah basically telling these women that men are more capable and more worthy and um, yeah that they are just there to yeah look beautiful or cook or like do yeah all of these things and this is very ingrained in us I feel and also when it comes to like sexual expression and sexual energies like a lot of our ancestors didn't have the access to to that and the like opportunity to really feel into that and tap into that so yeah I think we are really like the first ones maybe who really have that chance to heal all of that and to really go deeper um, into all of this work 
Definitely, definitely. And I feel like so many women, especially like think that, oh, it's just not for me or it's not meant for me. Like they have these really beautiful dreams and so quick to um, compress them. And it's because there is this deep ancestral energy saying it's not safe. This is not what a woman does. Um, A lot of like visibility wounds and wounds around the throat chakra. And it's not talked about enough that if you can spend some time with your ancestral line and really revisit them and speak to them and, you know, show compassion for what what they went through, but tell them, you know, this is my lifetime and, you know, I am saved, then so many more women could step into their power and, and move through these ancestral blocks. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's actually so common. Like, this belief that I can't do it anyway or this is not for me. Um, and yeah, also when it comes to like finances and abundance, like you were saying, um, there's so often like our ancestors holding us back and being like, no, this is not safe. You can't do that. You can't like be seen like that or like get that much attention basically. Um, and that's really, yeah, just holding us back in big ways. Um, yeah. So I also feel it's very overlooked to to work with that aspect of ourselves um, and to heal that, yeah. And there were so many different layers to it in the program as well. And like, even I think it was like our second last call a few weeks ago, we did an ancestral clearing and I can't exactly remember what it was about, but it was really interesting for me because we had done like five months of ancestral work and mm-hmm. I have, I'm just about to launch my membership, but something kept pulling me back like things kept happening every time I went to record things there would be like noise in the building and I'm like what is going on and then when we were in the session and you brought up our ancestors my um ancestral women came through and we're in the temple of Isis and they said your membership means that you get to earn money in a way that is very um I don't want to say easy because there's work in, in, involved in it, but it's very receptive and it creates a lot of freedom for you. And that's just not what we do in this ancestral line. So we don't want you to do it. So I spent that whole clearing saying to them, okay, <laughs> I've done so much work on this. Please do not let, like, please do not stop me from going forward. But also, don't you want me to be the one that changes the story in the family and changes the story for the future? And they were so afraid because women making money in a way that's um, easy or it doesn't come with the struggle or doing it for themselves goes against everything that my ancestral line has experienced. Yeah. Yeah. That's so common as well. And I see that with um, so many clients like this, feeling of it can't be that easy and that's so often yeah our ancestors telling us like no you have to work hard and you cannot enjoy your job like this is just not possible like how is this gonna how is this gonna be possible this can't be right basically um and then yeah like you're describing it's really this feeling of no I can't do this like it's too effortless it's too easy like how can I earn money just like that or how can I earn money doing something I really love like that's just not what my ancestral lineage knows basically so yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's like really interesting because 
when we hear these thoughts, we assume that they're ours, but unless you actually look into them, you're like, oh, wait, this is actually the thought of the women who went before me. This is not my, this is not my thought. Yeah, 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 that's so true. And I feel like, yeah, we can really look into so many aspects of that, like really question where that belief is coming from or where that feeling of, oh, I can't do this or this is not for me, like really questioning where that's coming from and if that's really you believing that or if it's actually something that, yeah, goes far more um, beyond like your lifetime and your personal experience. Yeah, I think like this lifetime, if we are women in this lifetime, in this age of Aquarius, we are we were born into this lifetime to heal to heal the feminine so when these thoughts arise it's like really i think spiritually mature to understand okay if this thought doesn't align with my dreams then i have to take a moment to understand yeah. where is it actually coming from then because it can't be it can't can't be mine yeah no for sure because yeah i feel like you don't have those dreams for no reason basically so they are there because something inside of you your soul says this is what I want to do in this lifetime and I feel everything that's yeah blocking you from that or holding you back from that is something that can and if you want to achieve that dream has to be worked with basically definitely yeah. definitely and we only finished the container i think it was last week and mm. the day that i did the last call i got this download from my guides and they were like you need to just get off social media you need to go fully inward for the next week until you finish your next period like fully release everything from the container and I feel like I'm rebirthing myself. Like it's such a weird experience. I feel like the way I'm like moving through the world is changing. I feel way more heart led every day. I feel like I notice when I'm in my masculine, like all mm -hmm. of these things are happening. And I'm thinking I lived 31 years of my life, like don't yeah. way. And now I'm in the period of I'm rebirthing myself. It's It's yeah. crazy and it makes me think, but we just thought that was normal. Like when you were operating and you're mostly masculine, that was just life. And it's not until, you know, now I'm like, whew, life feels so much nicer when I'm not in my wounded masculine yeah. predominantly. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that's something I also experienced um, so deeply because, yeah, I didn't know that that way of being was possible but now it feels so much more authentic and good to me than like constantly being in this like wounded masculine energy and being disconnected from myself and my body um, and yeah I think for a long time I always had this feeling that the feminine is weak um, mm. so I actually didn't want to go there like I didn't want to um get more into my my feminine because I felt like no that's like that's weak and why would I do that and I'm so much more powerful when I'm in my masculine and yeah even like not feeling connected to women who were in their feminine because it was like why like why why would oh, I do that yeah just, yes it's totally so, yeah you just <laughs> move through the world in such a different way and I have such a deep like respect and love for women now and before 
because I wasn't at that point myself, I feel like I was so disconnected from that and I wasn't able to open up to to other women or to, yeah, really see them as like the beautiful, amazing beings that they are um, and how powerful and strong they are in their feminine and not just the ones that are also like deeply in their masculine and constantly doing things. So yeah, it completely shifted the way I see women as well, which is yes. very interesting. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. And I was just giggling because when we did the sisterhood wounds, I was like, mm, whatever, mm. sisterhood wounds, like not whatever, but like, I was like, yeah, this isn't like, this isn't a wound for me. Like, this is fine. And oh my God, Kiara, the month after that was literally one of the most fucked months I've had. <laughs> I'm thinking there is something in this sisterhood wound, wound <laughs> like vlog and like, years and years of like bullying and like issues with women and not actually trusting women and how women just it's normal for women to talk behind their back and it's like this sisterhood wound is actually so normalized in the world and it's so prevalent and I just could not believe like how much energy shifted out of me when we Mm -hmm. did the sisterhood wound and it's something that Mm -hmm. I didn't think was was relevant in because I was disconnected from that and then we did that beautiful um activation where we celebrated women other women's light and that is something that I have taken with me into every single day that I just never I never used to do that before I would feel maybe intimidated by other women see them as competition or you know there's that that too much judgment yeah for sure like that's 100% my experience as well um because the sisterhood wound ran so deep for me and I feel like it does for so many women and often we don't even realize it because we grow up like that um, and we think that that's normal and yeah I experienced so much like bullying and talking behind my back and being excluded or yeah like all of these things and just women being competitive and um, yeah not being Um, honest with you or it's like it's so common to yeah like talk about other women and when they're like beautiful or when they achieve something then instead of like celebrating them we're like judging them or trying to find something that's not um, yeah that good about them just so we can feel better basically so there's always like this mistrust and yeah just not and I like for the longest time I didn't feel safe around women like I was so afraid to be in groups of women because I felt like I'm not good enough to be there and they're going to judge me and they're going to talk behind my back and they don't want to be um, yeah, friends with me anyway. They don't want to connect with me anyway. Like all of these things because I had experienced that so much and I just thought that's the feminine. Like the feminine is like that and that's why I didn't want to be in spaces like that because I felt like, no, I need to constantly like change myself or try to be something that I'm not in order to like fit in and in order to be accepted and there was always this like yeah just being so wary of like the women around me basically because I always thought they're gonna get at me somehow or they're gonna Mm. just talk about me or like that was just so my experience all the time and I didn't even think that 
yeah, being like in deep connection with women was for me. I just at some point thought, yeah, this is just not me, basically. Yeah. Like I'm not that I'm... that girl that has like these like um, very deep like sister girlfriends. That was just not me for a really long time. And I thought, yeah, it's just not what I do, basically. And I got along with men so much better and yeah, so much more easily, basically. Yeah. Or with like women who are also in more in their masculine, like that's what, kind of resonated with me but this like deep trust and like yeah love for the feminine just wasn't there for a long time and I'm so grateful that it is now because it's such a different way of being and living and yeah it's crazy and I feel like so many women experience exactly the same uh, without ever like really talking about it because we <laughs> all think it's normal <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously I just remember when you were like okay we're gonna do sisterhood wounds I'm like I have none of those I yeah don't... yeah <laughs> oh, I remember sitting in the sauna one day and I was just like lying there it's like 30 minutes in so sweaty and I was like goddess Isis you are doing a number on me right now just get it out this is this is the spot get it out in this sauna because I am done clearing this and then, yeah, I was served up some really juicy experiences to, to, <laughs> heal, to heal the wound. But I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for it as well. So uh, what I want to talk to next is the car, the car body, because it's funny. I actually Googled car body once just to see if it came up on Google and it doesn't. Like other than mm -hmm. Athena's program, it's not really spoken about. And I know that the car activation of the car body is like one of the most powerful parts about this program so i just would love for you to speak to the car body and what it is and how it allows us to lean more into our feminine yeah yeah so the car body is basically the body of our soul and it's what's most similar to what we see as the light body today so it's really what it does when it's activated it really basically anchors your higher self and your soul into your physical body um, because for most people we kind of have to um, yeah kind of reach outside of ourselves to connect with our higher self so it's something we have to like go to or yeah like go there to um, to connect with it and what the car body does is basically it pulls all of that into your physical body so that you that you're basically operating from your higher self and your soul. So it really reconnects you with like all of these different aspects and layers of yourself, basically. Um, and yeah, it's, I guess it's so much more than just connecting you to the feminine. Like it definitely does that because it balances the inner feminine and the inner masculine. Um, so it really connects us with that. But as women, um, we're also being connected to like our deepest truth which is the feminine basically and which mm -hmm. is like our womb spaces and our essence um, and the car yeah really aligns you with your soul purpose your soul gifts everything that you're here for and <clears throat> for that the feminine needs to be healed and the masculine needs to be healed basically for that to fully anchor in and I think, um, yeah, that's why working with the car and the different channels really starts this process of healing everything that's not in alignment with who you are and with what you're here for, basically. 
So it really, yeah, lets you tap into your deepest essence, basically, mm. um, and kind of let go and shed everything that's not who that essence is, basically. And yeah, it's a lot of deep work to let go of all of these like beliefs oh, and oh, yes. beliefs and <laughs> everything that's there um, in this process. Um, yeah, which is why there's so much stuff coming up in this program that we did as well in Divine Feminine Rising because it literally has you look at everything that's not you and every belief that's actually not yours and every wound that you have that's holding you back from showing up as your highest self basically and as the most uh, powerful authentic version of yourself um, yeah so it's really this energy body that we work with to yeah I feel like reconnect with ourselves and really get to the core of who we are yeah and there's 16 levels right that's how many we activated yeah. and so you would do exactly. two at a time every few weeks yeah. and um talk to me just it's like really interesting from a from your perspective like so from the client perspective we would allow you to work on us we would say that little mantra to um anchor it in but from your perspective, like, what are you seeing during that? Because, like, we could feel it really intensely in our bodies, like everyone in the group when you were activating the different channels. But I'd love to know what you're seeing. Yeah. So for me, it basically looks like um, energy channels, like golden energy channels. And um, they kind of run through different points of the body. And I think, yeah, you might remember that I always said, okay, this channel goes from I don't know, your eyebrow to your shoulder or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would feel it. Like we would feel yeah. it. We're activating it. It's like, wow. Yeah. And so basically like they are like all over your body, like these channels. And for me, they look like, yeah, just these golden lines of energy, basically. And when they're dormant, um, yeah, they're basically like dark or gray. Um, and then as soon as you start activating them they slowly start to become brighter and like energy mm -hmm. starts to flow through them mm -hmm. so it's basically like waking up these energy channels um and as soon as they are like fully um activated to me they appear as like these gold lines of energy in your body um and then i can see that yeah these channels are activated in you basically um yeah, yeah. and then as soon as they are activated they start to yeah work and make you heal everything that's not in alignment with whatever the channel is connected to yes there was that one that we did I think it was levels three and four or maybe it was five and six the one that you said you're like yeah this one's probably going to bring up a lot of stuff and then the next yeah. call everyone is <laughs> like oh god <laughs> yeah that was for sure that was uh three and four because yeah like all of these channels are connected to different aspects basically and channel three and four their creativity and self-expression um yes. so for like a lot of us um our self-expression is so like deeply yeah wounded or restricted or limited um and yeah it also like channel three is like centeredness and that really connects to um, the different bodies that you have, like your mental body, your emotional body, your physical body, and bringing all of those into balance. Um, oh, and that yeah, yeah. People, I remember that one now. Yeah, yeah like really um, starts to bring up 
yeah, really deep woundings around, um, yeah, if it's your emotional body, which it is for a lot of people when they're not allowing their emotions to, um, to be fully expressed, then this energy will definitely make them um, yeah, have to express <laughs> yeah. emotions basically. And yes. then a lot of stuff will just start to come up. Like every emotion that you haven't allowed yourself to feel will will come to the surface basically. Um so yeah, that's like for a lot of people, like three and four is one of the hardest because it brings up like so many wounds around um yeah, not allowing yourself to be who you are and not expressing your truth. Um and all the different ways that this has been impacted um, from your ancestors, your past lives. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really deep work. Yeah. For sure. yeah. The past lives yeah. is what I want to touch on next. So past lives is something that I like specialize in with my clients. I am like so obsessed with past lives. And before yeah. I did your Divine Feminine Rising Codes, before I even came across you, in December, I had done a massive past life healing around like a really big witch wound. And I know that it was through clearing that then I was able to come into contact with you and then open my gifts and blah, 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 blah. Um, we covered past lives a lot in the program, which, you know, I love because I resonated with so deeply when, you know, you're doing those healings and, you know, we're working in the womb space, what are some of the most like common past life experiences that you were seeing that really affect a woman stepping into her divine power? Yeah. So some of the most common things are definitely um, suppression or restriction in some way, like either of who you are and your gifts like there's a lot of uh wounding around our psychic abilities our intuition i mean like the classic witch wound basically which yeah uh, makes us feel like it's not safe to tap into our psychic selves into spirituality to talk about that like that's definitely very common like this whole aspect around um yeah being killed or ostracized or excluded because you have these gifts and because you are tapped into something greater or because you're deeply tapped into or connected to nature like all of these things mm. um but what's also very common is yeah like this aspect around um you're a woman and that's why you can't do x y and z basically so mm. Because you are in a female body, um, this means that you can't do certain things or you have to show up in certain ways or um, this is what's appropriate to do as a woman. Like that's very common as well, I feel. Um, and yeah, around the womb space, I mean, we've probably all had lifetimes as women where, um, yeah, we experienced some kind of cross boundaries or abuse or yeah just mm -hmm. things that um make us feel very fearful of like our sexual expression basically and of who yeah we are in our bodies basically so I feel like that's very common as well like just this feeling that I'm in a female body and that's why I'm not safe that's why I have to mm -hmm. like I mean obviously this is also like connected to the present lifetime where that's still something that's very prevalent but it's definitely also coming from the past that this feeling of I have to like hide or I have to 
make sure that I'm not too expressive or too this or too that. Um, yeah, and I feel like in general with past lifetimes, there's so much, so many different aspects that can be there that just don't allow you to feel safe in being yourself with whatever that's connected to. Um, yeah, so I feel like that's the main things. Mm, well, it was only like, it's only really recent that women are totally celebrated. I mean, like it's still obviously yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, you know, any lifetime before this one as a woman or even interesting ones I've come across before are men who have like the, the client would have been a man in a past lifetime who was treated poorly by a female or cheated on by a female or he was a man who had slaves and they were all female so then in this lifetime as a woman there's this like like contradiction or sabotage around being yeah. a woman maybe that they feel that women are inherently bad that sisterhood wound is coming up women can't be trusted yeah. so then they don't trust themselves or if in that lifetime women were in a lower position of power in this lifetime they automatically think well i am below men i have to do a job that um puts me in a lower status of power yeah for sure. Yeah, that's definitely coming up for me as well. And what I also see sometimes is, um, yeah, aspects around beauty and how you have to look basically mm. to be um, valued or worthy. Um, because there were so many, yeah, like times where a certain way of, of looking, a certain way of like your body looking, your hair looking and um, all of that where that was like the standard and if you can achieve that then you're like admired and worthy and if you can't if you're different to whatever was most celebrated um then yeah there's something wrong with you and I feel like a lot of people have that like wounding around I have to look a certain way in order to be valued mm. or worthy or accepted um yeah so that's also coming from there yeah, the past life tapestry is so complex. Like yeah. every yeah. wound I feel like can be connected back to a past lifetime because our souls yeah. have been through so many of it, so many of them. But on the flip side, our past lifetimes give us these gifts as well. But I find that in order to receive the gifts, the the heaviness needs to be cleared first, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel that as well. Um, and that's what I love about past lifetimes, really. It's that we not only go there to like heal them and heal certain wounds or aspects, but we can also, yeah, work with them to remind ourselves of our gifts and the things that our souls have done for so many lifetimes, like for us healing, for example, and just like going back and seeing, okay, I can bring this gift or this aspect or this characteristic back into the present life. Um, so yeah, I really love working with past lifetimes as well. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like, it's funny since I've connected so deeply with like this past, like this soul gift, I've never felt more at home in myself, even though the the gift that I'm working with is like the craziest weirdest thing ever you know <laughs> yeah. but when yeah. when we realize that the tapestry of our soul is like so rich 
it actually makes you feel more at home because you're not just this person in this lifetime. You're yeah. this being that has been through thousands of lifetimes and experienced thousands of things and has such deep wisdom yeah. that is so there to be tapped into. And it doesn't even have to be for healing. It can be for any, anything in the world, yeah. any career, any gift, you know? Um, so I think that working so consistently with past lives in the program was for me just so so nourishing because we just it was like this constant theme like every single session we were working on past lives and it just shows how potent they are yeah 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 that's so true I feel like yeah once you start working with that you start to realize like how yeah eternal your soul is and how much you've seen and experienced before and this really gives you yeah more perspective on this lifetime and also more trust in yourself because you realize like yes your soul has done these things before and you just know how to do them um so yeah that's really beautiful I think yeah yes. so beautiful okay well we're gonna start wrapping this up my boyfriend's looking at me because we have a dinner booking and I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to firstly share with everyone even though we've talked about it already, but just like divine feminine rising, like, you know, who is it for? Um, anything that you feel called to share about it, please. This is your space. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So this program is for all the women who feel like they want to step more into who they truly are and they want to get out of this. Yeah. Being in your masculine and feeling like, you constantly have to achieve or do things um, in order to be worthy. Um, also for all of those who feel, yeah, that they're not worthy or they're not deserving of the dreams that they have. And yeah, all the women who just feel that there's more in them because so often we have like all of these gifts and um, yeah, abilities as women that we don't really ever tap into if we don't go and heal um, these aspects of ourselves and yeah if you just want to connect with like your soul purpose and your gifts and who you truly are at your core then I feel like this program is definitely for you um, to yeah start to heal them your inner masculine your relationship with the masculine also the relationship with the feminine other women um, if you're having a hard time, yeah, connecting with other women, feeling safe with other women, which is so common, that's definitely something we work on. And also relationships in general, also relationships with the masculine, where a lot of us also don't feel safe and don't feel like they can express themselves fully. Um, so I feel like it, this program definitely impacts your relationships as well and the way you relate to yourself, to others to your body um yeah so I think it's for everyone who just wants to step into their highest expression as a woman and just be led by yeah their inner guidance their intuition um yeah yes I'm obsessed with this program. <laughs> and it's funny like in this last week that I've been in this like rebirthing of myself phase I've made so many decisions and changes in my life, in my business that 
were not available to me before that I was scared, but they're just so, they're so grounded in that intuitive knowing and that inner power that I'm like, no, this is the decision because this is what's right for me. So I just want to say to anyone that is listening and is experiencing this disconnect from themselves or just wish that they have the life where they have it all and everything that they desire, like this sort of work is exactly is exactly yeah. where they need to be. Um, when are you running it again? Or are you running it again this year? I hope um, you are. <laughs> yes, no, I'm running it again this year. And it's most likely starting again in August, um, more like late August. Um, I haven't set the dates yet, but in around a month, um, yeah, we'll start yeah. again. And I'm super excited. <laughs> yes, the girl needs a breather before you start again though. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, could you please share with everyone where they can find you and also your amazing new podcast that you launched today as well so everyone can get some Kiara in their life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Kiara Nala, Nala with a double A and Kiara with C-H. Um, yeah, and I do have my own podcast now. It's so weird because I'm not used to that yet. I know, like literally this morning, (laughs) this morning, my time, you put it live. Yeah, Yeah, and it's um, the Soul Alignment podcast. And yeah, on there, I talk about anything soul alignment, aligning with your gifts, your soul, and who you truly are. Um, And yeah, you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms um yeah I'm excited to connect with every anyone who wants to yeah go deeper into this work as well yes okay thank you so much for being here I kind of wish I didn't book it on the night I have a dinner because I have so many more things that I want to talk about but (laughs) we shall meet again for part two um yes yeah my deepest gratitude for you for your work and for literally being a pivotal person in my journey I think like yeah you fucking rocked my world and I'm so grateful for you. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Um, Yeah. That's like the best, the best thing you could say. Um, And I'm so (laughs) grateful for having worked with you um, and yeah, for this conversation as well and for your energy. Um, Yeah. So thank you. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that if there weren't women willing to walk this path and to have the courage to go through all of these things so thank you as well Um, my pleasure amazing well um we'll have to meet for part two again i'm sure and yeah have a beautiful day kiara thank you so much for having me thank you my pleasure (laughs) bye Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review and share it with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with me, please find me on Instagram at Energia with four underscores or jump on my website, www.theenergiaexperience.com.au. I cannot wait to see you next time. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present.